Now, I'm not used to sitting like this. I feel like you're going to sleep on me. Are you all okay or not? I mean, this is weird, isn't it? Is it weird for you to see me like this? It's weird, Bill, isn't it? It's like, golly. So I don't even know if we can do this today, but we're going to have to try. Hey, Amen. I'm going to keep that break on right there. That keeps me from going too far. <laughs> Running on all cylinders. That's what I want to do as a Christian, because Satan, you know, as a believer in, the, in, the, in Jesus Christ, you know, you're saved. You, you know the Lord. But that doesn't mean he can't just, uh, you know, hurt us in our life somehow, some way, and we're just not running right. Amen. And uh, I like cars. I got way too many. And uh, but uh, boy, when they run right, they're awesome. Amen. I got an old uh, GMC pickup. I got in North Carolina. It sits there. It's a '71. And I bought it uh, sitting in a guy's field for a thousand dollars. Bought it about a year ago. And that uh, thing hadn't run in years. And Charlie, who's at our church, he went with me. And, uh, and he can tinker and fix things. Next day, we had that sucker running. Crazy. Thing ain't running years, a 350. And it was running a little rough, but boy, when it started running all, all cylinders, that thing will fly. Amen? And that's what I want to do for the Lord. I want to fly. I want to run right. I want to do the best I can. Amen? Especially when it comes to this life. So let's talk about a victorious attitude. How can we have it today? Rods, let's go with it. We started last week talking about attitude. We saw from the apostle Peter. Can you say Peter? Come on. Peter. Now, Peter was rough. We know that. In, his hour, in Jesus' hour of need, he denies him. He cusses. Does Peter cuss? Sure he did. And then, you know, in the garden, what did he do? Cut off a joker's ear. Is that true? Absolutely. And Peter was just, you know, you know, whatever. He can do it all. He can whatever. That was just Peter. And the funny thing is, Jesus saw the potential in him. Amen. And he made him the leader. He said, you're going to be the leader. He didn't make him the pope. That was all made up later. Okay. But uh, if there's somebody that shouldn't be the pope, it's Peter. (laughs) Okay. So, but anyway, but what I love about Peter is in his book, First Peter, we see that uh, the life change that was made in him. And of course it happened at Pentecost. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. But life, life takes some time to get it right. And then Peter left us with an incredible passage, and we read it last week, but I sort of did it fast, and I'd like to go back on it again. Last week we saw from him, uh, you know, some things how we can stand for the Lord. Keep looking, Rods. Let's read the scripture. I'll read it. You just follow along. The elders, this is Peter writing. Are you all right? Because I feel weird. I feel weird. I feel like I'm like in an aquarium or something. You know? The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder. Just means, means seasoned in the faith, and yes, he was older. But elder in the Bible doesn't mean just old, okay? Elder in the Bible means you've been following the Lord for many years. You're a leader. You're seasoned. You're strong. So he says, I'm also an elder now. I'm a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I was with him. I saw it. I'm also partaker of the glory that this, that's going to be revealed one day. And then he gives us these several things. And if, you're not, if you don't watch it, you can miss this as you're reading the Bible. And they're powerful. I just don't want to miss them. I, I went over them last week really fast. We had communion, etc. But I want to go back and see them right now. Feed the flock of God, which is among you. He's talking to leaders. This is good for us, though. Take the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not a filthy lucre, but of ready mind. And he lays out these incredible things that we need to do. And this is what I call running on all cylinders. Okay? So... 
as a child of God, as a leader of God, here he is, he's older now, he's strong, he's not the same guy. He is the same guy, but he's changed. And he's a strong man of God, Peter. And uh, before long, he will give his life for Christ. He'll be martyred. It's said that Peter, when they uh, crucified him, he said that he wanted to be crucified upside down. I don't know anything about that. That's what history says. And, and a lot of the old history books back during that day talks about Peter. And, uh, but he, you know, he, he, he just felt like he did not want to be crucified like his Lord because he was so unworthy to die like his Lord died. So crucify me upside down. Isn't that crazy? Yes or no? But, uh, but here he is later in life before he'll be martyred. And he gives us this incredible scripture. So he says, first of all, as you're, as you're working in ministry, as you're serving other people, we shouldn't do it by constraint. That means we don't serve how? Say it with me. We, none of us like that, do we? Mama used to tell me to take out the trash. Take out the trash. Here my mother was pert near crippled, working as a waitress. And I'd sit on my sorry tail watching football or something. And she'd say, would you take out the trash? Oh, yeah, I get it. And I kept doing what I was doing. And before long, I'd see Mama dragging that trash can. I know, Mama, I got it. And she'd say, no, you just sit there. See, because I was going to do it grudgingly. Yes or no? Amen. And people can read us like a book. I don't want a church where we're serving the Lord grudgingly. Amen or oh me. I know we're not perfect. We get on the wrong side of bed, get up on the wrong side of bed. So I get that. But guys, we need to serve the Lord cheerfully. Amen? So, that's what Peter's saying to us. That I think he is. Another thing he says, not of constraint, not of constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. So we don't serve the Lord greedily. Amen? So we're not to serve the Lord greedily. Keep going, Roger. But willingly. So we don't serve grudgingly. We don't serve uh, greedily. We're to serve how? Say that with me. Willingly. And guys, this works in marriage, doesn't it? Yes or no? You begrudge your wife or husband. You know, it's just crazy. It won't work. But if you're, it, I mean, you can make it work. It'll just, you won't be very happy. You won't be running on all eight cylinders, I'll tell you that, at the house. But willingly, we're to serve one another willingly. This is running on all eight soldiers. This is where Satan can really mess us up. Not a filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. So we serve how? Readily. This is how we're supposed to live as believers in Christ. Peter keeps going, not as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. We're to serve how? Lovingly. You're getting a pattern here? We're talking about standing and fighting. This is how we're supposed to fight. I thought I was supposed to pop somebody upside the mouth. No, this is how we do it right here. Amen. As a believer in Christ. Doesn't mean you can't be a man. Doesn't mean you can't be a strong woman. But this is how we're supposed to live for the Lord. Being examples to the flock. So we serve how? Living. We're to be living examples. Are you all right? I'm turning my back on you, Ana. Sorry about that. Amen. With the chief... Is it raining? Look at us. We're fine, aren't we? When the chief shepherd shall appear, when Jesus shall appear, you'll receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Wow. 
Likewise, keep going, now watch it. Likewise, you younger, he's still talking, submit yourselves to the elders. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be subject one to another. This is running on all eight cylinders. And be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So we're to serve how? This is God's will. This is what Peter learned. Do you think Peter served submissively when Jesus first called him, yes or no? Absolutely not. We have no idea how much these apostles fought, these disciples fought, how many of them busted each other upside the head. We don't have any of that in the Bible. But you know they did. Of course they did. And Peter was not submissive whatsoever. And look at him now. Look at him now. And he was the leader that Jesus saw he could be. And we're to be clothed with humility, so we serve humbly. Now, I know that took a little time, but we want to lay these out. This is serving, and this is running on all eight cylinders. So a serving attitude. We serve. How do we serve? Here we go. Say them out loud with me. Look at the little cylinders. You see them? We serve how? Say it. Keep going. Givingly. Willingly. Readily. Lovingly, livingly, submissively, and leave them up, Rod. Let's look at them. That's running on all cylinders. You want a victorious attitude? There it is. Cheerful, giving, willing to serve, willing to help. Doing it how? After your arms been twisted? After somebody had to guilt you into doing it, say, but ready to serve. How? Lovingly, not intimidating, but lovingly, livingly. This is my life. Being willing to submit. It's okay to not always get your way. Amen. Say. And then finally, do it humbly because God will resist the proud. So this is running on all eight cylinders. Push me, buddy. We're doing good. So this should be my what? If you're wondering, what does it look like to serve the Lord? Well, Peter gave us an incredible look at what serving the Lord looks like. Amen? And uh, living for the Lord. It was Jesus' attitude. We said it last week. Sorry about the rain, but it is what it is. Jesus is not asking us to do something He didn't do. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind? What we just saw on the screen. But look at how he, how he did it. Who being in the form of God, Jesus didn't think it to be robbery to be equal with God. Somebody's getting soaked right now. When Jesus came to this earth, He made Himself of what? He made himself of note. Say that with me. He made himself of what? No reputation. I've been to Bethlehem a dozen times in my life. And I can't believe how pitiful that little town is. You would think, you know, Jesus would have come to a place like New York City. That's just not who Jesus is. He didn't come for a reputation. The church, we've got it screwed up. We follow pastors. Who's your favorite preacher on TV? We send them all kinds of money. I mean, I'm all for getting the gospel out in the ministry. Out, Of course I am. But, but listen, guys, we don't need clones of Gary. Amen? What a horrible town that would be. 
I've got my little spot. You've got your little spot. But guys, we're, we, don't, we don't need to do what we do for reputation. Did you hear me? I want to have a good reputation. But I don't have to have reputation. Does that make sense? I want to be a good man. But I don't want to be a good man so you come up to me. You're a good man. You're a good man. You're a good man. Hope I'm not confusing you. Jesus came to this earth. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, Jesus Christ humbled himself. He became obedient unto what when he came? Death. Even the death of the what? The cross. This is the picture of how we live for Jesus Christ. Jesus, when he left heaven, I mean, this is a crazy thought. And that is this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There is no salvation without God. That's why people are off base. They're goofy. They're crazy. It won't work. If you think I believe in big fat Buddha, you're a lunatic. Only God could do this. Only God could save us. God, one God, three persons. Let that get in your head. That's crazy. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten what? Son! How did the Son get here? Mary is... was Was it Mary or was it the Spirit that impregnated Mary? It was the Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus came, and the idea of this Scripture is that He didn't grasp for power. He didn't go, I won't do that. I'm God. I'm going to stay up in heaven. Let, let men and women go to hell. He didn't say that. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I know it's hard. Our brain almost explodes when I think about this kind of stuff. You know, the Trinity and God. But Jesus said, I did this. Only I could do this with God the Father and God the Son. There is no salvation in any other name other than me. That's it. And hopefully you can understand this. He came and he said, I, don't, I will not desire reputation. He said, I'll serve others. I'll be humble. And I'll be obedient, even unto the death, the death of the cross. And Jesus was that way all the way to the end. Yes or no? Amen. So as the church, how are we going to stand and how are we going to live for Christ and how are we going to fight Satan in our life? This is how you're going to do it. This is to be our attitude. Anything else is failure. You hear me? And I failed many times, guys. But uh, this is what I want in my life. I want to have a victorious attitude running on all, all eight cylinders. So we've covered a little ground now. Now here's the problem. I have an adversary who wants to knock me off my eight cylinders. Y'all with me or not? Okay? I have an adversary who doesn't want me to run right. And that's the fight for the Christian. Now we're in Peter. We're in First, first Peter chapter 5. That's where we've been. That's where we picked up all these things of how to live for Christ. How to have a victorious attitude. But look, we're still in First Peter. Say that verse out loud with you. You need to memorize this verse. This is huge. Okay? Say it with me. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because you're who? Adversary. What's his name? The devil goes about as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Why do I need to have a victorious attitude? Why do I need to to listen to Peter today? Why do I need to follow the example of Jesus Christ? Because I have an adversary who wants to screw my life up. How many have felt his uh, attack? Let me see some hands. I mean, man, 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 man. Golly. I 
feel like, man, since I, I'm, I'm glad I'm saved, I became a Christian, but uh, I know in my own life that Satan has been on my tail my whole life. And uh, he, he hates everything about me. He hates, he hates our church. You know, he, he's a, you know, I mean, I look back over my life from the murder of my mom to 28 years of marriage uh, and to be hurt like that, uh, to be left by numerous church people. Forget about it. If I had every church person I ever had, we'd be running 5,000. Sorry. It hurts. Life is like that. You know what I mean? He comes at you from different ways, doesn't he? Yes or no, amen. So we have, a, we have an enemy. How are we supposed to do it? Peter says, be sober. Boy, Peter acted like a drunk man a couple of times in his life, didn't he? Be vigilant. He let down guard. But Peter's talking now as a seasoned man. He said, you want to run all, on all eight cylinders. Okay? This is how you're going to have to do You have to run on all eight cylinders, baby. Say them with me again. You want to fight Satan? Say them with me again. How do we do it? Cheerfully live for Christ. Givingly. Willingly. Readily. Lovingly. Livingly. Submissively. Humbly. Can you leave that right there? I don't know. Some of you might want to take a pic of that with your phone or just see that. I want you to get it down. These are my spark plugs. These are my spark plugs. When I'm not on one of these, when I'm not right on one of these, I'm not flying right. I'm not running right. Check yourself out. Just look. Where do you lack up there on that screen? Where do you lack? Where are you hurting right now? Where are you, where are you screwing it up? Cheerful? Giving? Willingly? Serving and loving? Readily? Got to get your arm twisted. Lovingly, are you intimidating in the way that you talk to people and trying to serve and do or whatever? Livingly, are you an example? Can others follow you submissively? You proud, full of yourself, humble? Hmm. Running on all eight cylinders right there. Guys, this is where Satan hits us. Y'all hear me or not? Am I driving you up the wall? Good stuff for me. The most effective way to knock me off course is through my what? Because attitude is what? Everything. Attitude is what? It's everything. You can say whatever. But if your attitude's screwed up, that's screwed up. What we put on that screen. So the enemy's plan is to eat my lunch. I have an adversary. The devil goes by his roaring line. So, what's Satan's plan for me, Gary Clark? What's his? What, what does he want? His devils, his his uh, his uh, demons to derail my life. That's what Satan wants to do with my life. He wants to try to break my spirit and mess me up on the inside. How many would say that's what has happened to me in my life in the past? My spirit's been broke. I've been messed up on the inside. I've been a crazy man. I've been hurt, man. Satan's got into me. Okay? It's happened. What does Satan want to do? What's his plan? Well, he can't stand me having victory in my life. Because when I have victory, baby, listen, I am a light. I am a light. And I am salt. Amen? When I have victory in my life, when I'm running on all eight cylinders, i got a kick in my step. I'm going to tell you that right now. And uh, he, he, he hates that about me. He hates that about our church. 
I think he hates it every time I go. If you can't give cheerfully, keep it. You think, you think Satan likes that? Would he rather me guilt you into giving? I think he'd rather me be greedy here. How about you? Yes or no? Nobody had to get me out of bed to come to church this morning. Yeah, my leg hurts like heck. But I came of a ready mind today. I'm not trying to say I'm better than other people. I'm just saying he hates that. Yes or no? I think Satan would far rather have me hate coming on Sunday morning and preaching up here just couldn't stand you people. A lot of preachers are like that. I'm not trying to put myself above you. I'm just trying to say this works. Yes or no? Amen. This is beautiful, man. But Satan wants to derail my life. He wants to distract me from succeeding in my life. By trying to turn my focus from prospering to having me a what? How many would say, that happened to me, man. I turned my eyes towards my problem. I just started getting in a funk. And I just had me a big old stinking pity party. And I was pathetic. Let's see some hands. That's okay. You at home today? I want you to know where that came from. That came from the devil. You're normal, I'm normal. But having a pity party is not what God's called us to. That's not, uh, you know, that's not running on all eight cylinders. You're like, plip, 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 plip. Okay? He wants, God wants me to prosper. What's prospering? Prospering is for me serving others. Uh-oh. Sounds like what Jesus did. Prospering is for me to be what? Humble. Prospering is me to do what? That's me running, baby. That's prospering. Satan hates. He hates me serving. He hates me being humble. He hates me being obedient. Uh Uh-oh. Satan hates me what? Finishing. 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 I want to be a finisher. Amen? Coach, where you at? Boy, I'm so proud of you. What was that final the other night? Say the score. What was it? I thought so. I thought so. That's Lemon Bay. Amen. 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 But the point is, is that, but you, you know, they've been finishing. The coach has been able to see him finishing, finishing blocks, right? Finishing tackles. And it's amazing, right? And a whole team can go south at Canaan coaching the attitude. 100%, man. It's amazing as a team, when you get that attitude right, you can kick some tail. Amen. And almost all the games they've won this year were teams that beat you last year. That's funny, ain't it? It makes it a little sweeter, don't it? But, but you were crying yesterday when Florida lost, right? Boy, that hurt. That hurt right there. I watched that thing. That killed me. But anyway, let's keep going. The enemy's plan. The enemy's plan. Third thing he wants to do in my life, he wants to discredit me. So he wants to derail me. He wants to keep me from succeeding. He also wants to discredit me in my own mind. Satan wants, he try, he goes about as a roaring lion trying to convince me that I'm powerless. That I have no hope. That I have no future. This is Satan's plan. These are my words, by the way, guys. What does it look like for Satan to go about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? These are just three ideas we put up on the screen. He wants to derail, he wants to distract, and he, wa- he wants you to not succeed in your life. That is his plan. Satan wants to cause dysfunction in my spirit. He wants to paralyze me with what? With what? 
and anxiety. He doesn't want me to see I have a future. How many of you, many of you years ago, or maybe it was a few months ago, or maybe it's right now, you didn't see that you could have a future because of what you've been through? Let me see your hand. I didn't think I had a future. I never thought I'd be with Kim. You kidding me? Little girls? Raising kids again? Are you kidding me? I tell you what, if you press forward, there's good things for you out there. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants us to keep serving. Get out of that pity party hole. Satan doesn't want you to be running on all eight cylinders. Crap's going to happen in your life. It's going to happen. Are you going to run or not? Say. You going to keep running right? What's God's plan? God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. God's plan. So we see what Peter said in the first five verses. We see what Satan wants to do in verse 8. But look at verse 6 and 7. This is God's plan for your life and my life. If we want to be uh, victorious in our life, hope I'm not confusing you. Humble yourself. Say this with me. Great, some of the greatest scriptures in the world. Say them out loud with me. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That's a great verse, isn't it? And look at this verse. This, is one, this has got to be one of my favorites in the Bible. My kids get on to me because I say about that. I say that about scriptures and I say that about old songs. But look at this one. Say it with me. Casting all your care upon him for he what? Cares for who? You. Isn't that great? Isn't that, cool? Isn't that amazing? How many of you have lived long enough to now you know you believe that? Let me see some hands. I've lived long enough now. I think I got it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, Satan doesn't want you to see this. Peter goes on to say, you want to have victory? Resist steadfast in the faith. This comes after verse 8. After verse 8, Satan wants to eat your lunch. We're to resist Satan steadfast in the what? Faith. We've got to want to run on all eight cylinders. I can't give you a victorious attitude. But you can have one if you want to. You can be cheerful. You can be a giver. I'm not talking about money, guys, just money. I'm talking about being kind out there and loving on people. Amen. Say. We can be loving. We can be submissive. Oh, you don't understand. No, I do understand. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do how many things through Christ? All things. Either you believe or you don't, guys. But we're to resist steadfast. We're to resist Satan's attacks. He wants to derail my life. He wants me to have a pity party. He doesn't want me to prosper. Okay? We're to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, can you say same, Afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Let's take a quick poll. How many ever had somebody betray you in this room? Let me see some hands. You've been betrayed in your life. So I guess Gary wasn't alone, was he? Say. Now this is a toughie. Let's see if there's anybody like this. How many, how many lost somebody in your life, either through murder or some tragedy? Let me see some hands. Look at that. I guess Gary's not alone there either, is he? How many in the room ever thought in your life you got so low you actually thought about it'd be better if I didn't even live anymore? Look at us. But Satan will make us feel like it's just us. Right? Say. But look at us, guys. Look at us this morning. We look like we're doing okay, don't we? Yes or no? Let's praise the Lord. Looks like we're okay. 
He's just a big liar. He's just a big, stinking, and I want to cuss, but I won't, liar. I do think if you ever cuss, cuss him. I, I think that's okay. I really do. He cusses you. Amen? Anyway, if God cast him down, I don't see why you can't cuss him out. That should be on a t-shirt. That would be a good one. Here we go. If God cast him down, I don't know why I can't cuss him out. Here we go. We're talking about being victorious in our life, and I am staying in 1 Peter. It might seem like I'm all over the place. I'm really not. I'm in 1 Peter chapter 5. You can go back and read this if you'd like, and maybe it'll make more sense for you later than me doing it. But we're to resist the devil. We're to do it with steadfastness. That's what he just said. That's what he just said. Peter, how did you go from being a crazy man to being the leader that God, that Jesus said you could be? Peter would say, Gary, I did it by what I'm telling you today. I learned to run on all eight cylinders, Gary. And I relate to Peter. He had a big old mouth, so do I. I think he flew off the handle. I know he did. So can I sometimes. It's not right. How did you do it, Peter, and how should I do it? Peter says this, you need to be steadfast. You've got to decide if you want all those eight things in your life or not. You hear me or not? You've got to decide, do I want to be a person that runs on all eight cylinders? Do I want to be that kind of mama, that kind of daddy, that kind of husband, wife, that kind of friend, that kind of young person? Do I want to be that? You can be anything you want to be with the power of God in your life. But it's going to take this right here. It's not going to come by you just sending a check somewhere or saying you a little quick prayer. Life's not easy like that. It's going to have tons of challenges. But you can do it as long as you're steadfast. Resist the devil with steadfastness. Say that, what that means with, with me, if you don't mind. What is steadfastness? It is a firm, unwavering, unchanging, unflinching what? Man. That's some good stuff right there. Amen? That'll, that'll work on the ball field, won't it, coach? That's some good stuff right there. Steadfast. Be steadfast like this. We just saw this in that verse 9, I believe. I have faith in God. Say that with me. I have what? I have faith in God. I can make it through anything. If God be for me, who can what? Absolutely. Number two, he just said this. I know that what I'm going through, others have already gone through, and they've what? And I can what? That is our mission as a believer in Christ. Amen or oh me? A lot of churches, guys. Listen, I'm glad you're here, and if you're hurting, I want you to be here. But guys, we're not just going to hang out and listen to each other's problems and cry all the time. You hear me? I want to love you. I get that. But at the same time, I want to lead you. Sometimes I just want to jerk you. Hey, get up. Amen. It's not because I don't love you. I just see, I've seen the enemy attack in my own life. And I see so many of us at times, we're just full of bull. It's not true. You are, you can be something. You are, you know, I see women. They don't think they can ever be with a man again. They're beautiful. What's wrong with you? Say. I can't trust again. Why not? Say. 
You understand? Men, the same way. I tell you what, fellas and ladies, you want to know the best attractive thing you'll ever do in your life? You do do make things on that screen. How about that? Yes or no? Amen. People will stand in line to get somebody with them eight things on that screen. Did y'all hear me or not? I tell Kim all the time, sweetie pie, if you ever think about leaving me, there'll be a line to get to me. A line. A line to get to me. And you know what she says to me? She said, you ever do that, there'll be a line to get to me too. I you're, like that. You're missing that humble part up there on the screen. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm sorry, Roger. I'm sorry, Roger. <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to encourage us today, though. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. One more time. Let's give some testimony. I can't believe how God has blessed my life and where I'm at today. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. What he's done in my life. And he gets all the credit. Amen. It's beautiful. I can do this. Verse 10, we're still in the same passage. I just jumped all around. But the God of all grace who's called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've what? After you've what? After you've suffered a while, listen, He's going to make you what? That word perfect means mature. I am so much more mature. Than I used to be. And it's through my suffering. That I have been made. Mature. It's through the process of the refining fire. Being burned a few times. That can make us. Mature. After you've suffered a while he'll make you mature. He'll establish you. I like that don't you. He will what? He'll strengthen you. I love this last here because I'm a nut. He will what? He will settle you. And I'm still crazy. I still, boy, that old, that old me can still come alive again. Amen? We have that flesh. We all have it. Some of us, I think, have it worse than others, like me. But, uh, but I love that he can settle me. To him be what? That's what God wants out of your life. He wants you to run on all eight cylinders and not be full of yourself because you ain't running on all eight if you are. He wants you to look at your life and go, wow. Look at look how good you are to me, Lord. And that's what he said up there doing. He's going, wow, that got me some glory out of Gary. Amen. That's God's plan. That's what he wants. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Roger, are we almost done? Good, buddy. The grace, the God of all grace, He's called me into His eternal glory by Christ Jesus. He's the God of all grace. Peter said, I'm going to suffer. I will, and I have. I'm going to face struggles, and I have, and you have. But with God's help, I'm going to grow into maturity, and I have. I'm going to be grounded. More in my life because of the, the journey I've been on. And I am more grounded. How many would raise their hand? I'm more grounded than I used to be. Absolutely. Amen. I love your hands going up. I'll gain me some strength. Yes or no? Even though my body, I'm still good right here. This part right here. Yeah! 
This part falling apart. You know? But I'll be grounded. I'm going to gain some strength. And this is the beauty of running on all eight cylinders. I will be what? And I'll be at what in my life? Isn't that what we want, guys? Now, when we started this message a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, last Sunday, about attitude, we looked at Webster's Dictionary. What does attitude mean? According to Webster's Dictionary, would you say it with me? It means this is my, this is my, and this is my. Now, we've had a chance now, last Sunday morning and this Sunday morning, to look at 1 Peter chapter 5. And if you will take 1 Peter chapter 5 in, it can change your whole opinion. It can change everything about you. If you will receive, this is the way I'm supposed to be. This is as a Christian how I can have victory in my life. It will change the way you hold your head. Your posture. Y'all hear me or not? Good stuff. This is my attitude. Are we done, Raj? Praise the Lord for the Word this morning. Amen. We did pretty good. Pretty good. A little weird from the chair. Amen. Let's go ahead and get up on our feet. I kept you a little long, but I think that clock's a little fast again, which I thank God for that. Thank you. It's only about what? About 52 or something? Good. Good. We're good. There's still donuts. You're going to make it. Amen. Pretty good crowd today. Why don't you bend your neck around? Just look at the good crowd today. Even up in the top, up in the top. Doing great, guys. Good. Good word for us today. I hope, I hope it, you understood it a little. Okay? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this morning. Lord, thank you that you don't throw us out with the trash when we don't get it right. Thank you, Lord, that you're still with us even when we fail. When we do have the pity party. When we don't do the right thing. When we don't cast our care on you, Lord, but we just, we do it a whole other different way and it's a, it's a disaster. Lord, I pray this word will find some good ground. We're all in different places, Lord, in our life right now. But I pray regardless of the circumstance that anyone's going through here today, may they know that inside this room there's probably a little bit of everything that's happened right inside this room. And yet here we are in this room together. And if that one is struggling today and they're, they're, they're just feeling like they can't make it, may they see my smile. May they see the smile of others. May they see the chin up of Many others in this room, knowing behind that smile and that chin being up, there's a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of suffering. But there's a whole lot of Jesus that's been helping us to run and get our cylinders all in line. Bless this word to our heart today, Lord. Help us to live for you. We do pray for our country. Lord, it sure doesn't seem to be running on all cylinders. I pray you'd help us do the best we can right here, started in our homes, in our church, in our schools, with our neighbors. God, I pray you'll help us. Help us to stand. 
Help us to be steadfast in our life for you, Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. Finally this morning, if you're here today...